This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. Baruch HaMabayim, Daf HaShavua, Mesach Tivamas, Ayin Beis Amadalaf. It's pretty amazing. We actually, we learned this yesterday in Shul Amadalaf, but we, uh, we're going to learn it now. The Gemara speaks about Anani HaKavayit. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty amazing to have a Gemara in Yevamais. What, what are the chances that you're going to learn a Gemara in Yevamais that are about the Yom Tif of Sukkot? I don't think there are too many in Yevamais, and that we should learn a Dafka when uh, it looks like the majority of you are sitting in your Sukkah. <laughs> I'm the only one, I'm tethered to my, uh, my apparatus over here. But, uh, okay, so the Gemara has a shot. The Gemara said before that the Jews in the Midbar did not do Mila. Why not? Says the Gemara, two lines on the bottom. Ayin Alf Omid Beis of a Midbar My Time Eloi Mal. Why didn't the Jews do Mila in the Midbar? Ibaiseima Mishum Choshad Orchi. You could say because of weakness of the traveling. Vibaiseima. And if you want, you could say Mishum Delay Nashim Lo Ruach Tzafaynes because um, the north wind did not blow. Rashi says the north wind is a very gentle wind. It's not too hot, not too cold, and it may <coughs> this way the sun shines. And the sun will bring healing to those who are circumcised. Shemesh Sadako Marpe Bichnafeha. Um Ditanya, we learned in the rice, call Isan Arbam Shan all those forty years shall you saw the midbar lay Najvalham Rochvanis. The north wind did not blow. My time. Why didn't the north wind blow? You could say because they were in Khairam. Rashi says from the Khaid Ha Egal, others say from the Khaid Hamaraglam. God did not want Anane Akavit to scatter. Anane Akavit are very important. Anane Akavit protected them from the elements. Anane Akavit protected them from the snakes. Anane Akavit smoothed out the rugged terrain. So the Ritva asked, so why didn't Hashem make another miracle? Make the north wind blow and not scatter the Anane Akavit. So he says, well, uh, that, why would Hashem make a miracle for nothing? Better not to have the north wind. Amar Papa, Rapapa said, Hilkach Lirfer, Yoima de Iva on a cloudy day, Vyoima de Shusa, or on a day that, um, um, that the south wind blows, which is a very rough wind. Loima Linon Bay, we don't do circumcision. Vyoima Misukhrinon, Rabasi, and we don't let blood, we don't bloodlet on, uh, on a cloudy day or on a windy day. Because it's unhealthy, it's dangerous, you need the sun. I, why nowadays do we do Mila and we don't check the weather? You hear people pushing off a Mila, nobody has, uh, sorry, we have to postpone the Mila. Why? It's a bad weather day. So do it inside. No, we need sunlight, we need sun. The answer is, the inner nowadays, the Dasho Barabim, where people trample on it and people are not concerned. So a danger which is widely ignored, we have a principle, Shoimer Psoyim Hashem, God, God guards the fools. Tan Rabbanon. Chal Oysen Arbam Shan Shal Yusuf Midbar Lo Hayo Yoim Shalai Nozhba Ruch Tzvaynas. Even though the north wind didn't blow in the 40 years in the desert, it blew at midnight. Midnight is a time of Ratzayin. Shenemar, like the Pesach says, was at midnight. And God smote all the firstborn. Says my Tamuda, how do you see from the fact that He smote the firstborn at midnight that the north wind blew? 
says the Gemara, HaKamashalan De Yisratzayin Mosa. Here we see that a a fortuitous time is significant. In other words, we can presume from the fact that God um, smote the firstborn, that it's a time of good fortune, that probably Hashem was Merachem and did the chesed of having the north wind uh, blow at that time. Amr of Huna, Rav Huna said, a new statement, Devar Torah, Mashlech Oichal Betshuma. Midai Raisa, someone who pulls his foreskin to cover, so let's say somebody does a mila, but he left a little bit of the foreskin, right? The Gemara said on the bottom of Ayin Alf Amad Beis, they have to cut um, the majority of the corona, whether not just the, the circumference, but the height as well. But that means uh, there are little pieces of flesh that are not ma'akev the mila, and somebody took that flesh that was not cut and then pulled it to cover the corona, so it looks like they're not circumcised. So Huna said if somebody does that, um, he could eat truma, but a midvreim gazra love, but rabbinically they decreed on him because he looks like he is uncircumcised. He looks uncircumcised. By its the person looks uncircumcised. Okay, um, says the Gemara. Meisvei Mashach, someone who pulled their mila, he has to do circumcision. That's against Rav Huna, because this sounds like Midai Raisa. You have to do mila. So the Gemara means Midrabanan, only rabbinically. Udukari la makarla, what was the Havamina? Why did we think it meant anything more than rabbinic mila? Says the Gemara, Hatsarach um, katani. Of course it means rabbinic. It doesn't say you're chayiv, you just need to. Says the Gemara, katoi b'seifa. We were mistaken in understanding what the requirement of mila is for someone who's mashach bar based on the seifa. Why? What does it say in the Sefer of Yehuda Oimer? Lo yamal, you should not do mila, memnesha sakana hilai. Because mila is a sakana. What does that mean? Someone who had a mila and he pulled the rest of the foreskin should not do mila because it's dangerous. You might end up cutting off the whole organ. Amrulai, they said to Rabbi There are many people in times of Bar Koichva. His name was Ben Koziva. He was called Bar Koichva because Rabbi Akiva compared him to a star, Darach Koichav Miyakov. And the Romans made a decree that any Jews who had Mila have to surgically pull their foreskin to make it look like they don't. And Bar Koichva came along, and he insisted everyone did Mila, and these people, they had sons and daughters, you should surely circumcise, even a hundred times. So Himal Yimal implies, you must, it seems to imply, you have to circumcise someone who's Mashuch Bar And furthermore, it says, he annulled the covenant, that implies not only someone who didn't do Mila in the first place, but someone who pulls up their Mila, someone who pulls up their foreskin, the rabbi says, that they're also must do Mila. 
Maiva Oimer. What does the second pasuk need it for? Vichitema, if you're going to say, Hai himal yimal lerabbis tzitzin hamakvinas hamila, if you're going to say himal yimal doesn't mean someone who's mashach ba'alasai has to do mila, but rather it, it's referring to the strands of flesh that are ma'akiv the mila, tashma, as brisi hefar, lerabbis es hamashach, as brisi hefar includes someone who's mashach the mila. So, the, here, Rabbi Huda is quoting Psukim that one is obligated to do Mila on Mashach Bar Lasai. That implies Dairaisa. So the Makshin thought, who savar? From the fact that Shas is quoting Psukim, the Braisa is bringing Psukim, Dairaisa he. It must be it's Dairaisa, Veloihi, but it's not so. Midra Banan. It's only Rabbinic. Ukra Asmachta Ba'alma. And the Pasuk is merely a hint. And a uh, a asmachta. Misve, I'll ask you a question. So again, we're saying that a mashach baralase only requires mila midrabanan. Misve tumtum, one whose reproductive organ is covered, enoicha b'truma cannot eat truma, because maybe they're a male and they're an aral. Of their wives and their servants, they could eat Shuma. Why not? This person is a Kohen, so his possessions could eat Shuma, and his wife could eat Shuma. Mashuch, someone who pulled their Arla, Venoilad, Kishumal, or someone who was born when they're Mal, Hare Elo Eichlin, they're allowed to eat Shuma. Someone who pulled their mila and someone who's noelik shol, they're allowed to eat shuma. So that's against the ravuna. Androgynous, someone who is an androgynous but did mila, oichel b'tshuma. Mimanushach, if there's a male, if they're a male, they had a mila. If they're female, they don't need a mila. Ve'ein oichel b'kachim. Androgynous cannot eat kachim because only only male kohanim could eat shuma, and maybe he's a female. Tumtum again, and the Brayser repeats a tumtum eno eichaloi b'tshuma v'loi b'kachim. We'll see later in the Gemara why we have to um, speak out the case of tumtum twice. Katani mias it teaches, however, mashuch v'noilad kishumol hareilu eichlen. Someone who does is pulls their mila, and someone who's born as circumcised, they could eat truma. Tiyufta deravhuna tiyufta. This refutes Rav Huna, who says someone is mashach bar lasai cannot eat shuma. Fine. Amar ma'ar tumtum enoyachobetshuma. The master said a tumtum cannot eat shuma. Noshav va'avadav oichlen. His wives and his servants can eat shuma. A tumtum cannot eat shuma. Maybe they're a male. A wife, their wife and their slave, they could eat. Now, what is the wife of a tumtum? How could a tumtum have a wife? Tumtum might be a female. Nashav l'tuminale. How does a tumtum have a wife? Ilema de kaddish. You say, what do you mean he has a wife? He went to Ataras Avram and he married someone. What do you mean? How does he have a wife? Ilema de kaddish. If he did kedushin. The Tanya Tumtum Shakide Shatumtum that the Kedushin Kedusha of Kedushin. 
we're choshes for his kedushin. Maybe he's a male. Niskadesh, if he got kedushin, kedush of kedushin, maybe he's a female. But that's only l'chumra that we're choshes for his kedushin. But that he should be allowed to feed his wife truma, and we should assume bevadai that he's a male. How could that be? Emer de amar l'chumra. When do we say the kedushin of a tumtum is a kedushin? That's l'chumra l'kula miyamrinan. Safik isha, he's a safik isha. Vein isha mikadeshes, and a woman is not. Mikadashas. A woman can't marry a woman. So the Gemara says we're talking about a very unique situation of tumtum. Amar Abaye, you know what kind of tumtum we're talking about? Kishabetsav nikores mibachots. His git is covered, but his beitzim are recognizable, protruding from the outside. So we know he's a male. It's just he's an RL because it's covered. The git is covered. So we know he's a male. So his kedushin is a kedushin. But he can't eat truma because he doesn't have a mila. That's Abayi's pshat. Meaning Abayi learns he's a vadai male. It's just he does. he's an RL. Rava Amar. Rava says, "My Nashav." What does it mean? His wives, not his wife, because he can't have a wife. Ima, his mother. His mother married a kain. The kain died, but they had a child. A child allows the mother to eat truma. Sigmar says, "Ima pshita." It's pashat. Of course, his mother could eat truma. No, I would think the din that you have to have a child is only you have to have a child that's capable of bearing children. But a tumtum, since a tumtum is not capable of bearing children, so then he is not. You would think that having a child as a tumtum would not allow the mother to eat shuma. Says the Gemara. Um, I would have thought only someone who could produce children could feed his mother shuma. Someone who cannot produce children cannot feed his mother shuma. Kamash malan. Tashma come in here. Tumtum enoyoichel loy bitruma veloy bitkachim. A tumtum cannot eat, not truma, not kachim. Now the Reisha already said a tumtum cannot eat truma. Why is the Sefer repeating cannot eat truma? According to Abaye, it's saying like this. The Reisha is talking about kishabets of nikars mi bachots. It's a vaday oral. And the Seifa is saying even a suffix oral can eat truma. Bishlam ala abaye. Bishlam according to abaye. Tana reisha oral vaday. The Reisha teaches vaday oral. Ukatani Seifa suffix oral. Ela larava. But according to Rava, tumtum de Seifa lamali. Why do I need the tumtum of the Seifa? According to Rava, the Reisha is already talking about a suffix RL. Every Tumtum, we don't know his status, is a suffix RL. So why do I need two cases of a suffix RL? Says the Gemara, you know what the case of the Seifa is? The case of the Seifa, according to Abaye, would be a Vadai RL. My Tumtum, what's a Tumtum? RL. A Vadai RL. Um, Says the Gemara, well, once we know from the Reisha, suffix RL, now that a suffix oral cannot eat, a vaday oral could eat. Says matam kaamar. It's giving a reason. Matam tumtum enoch. Why can a tumtum not eat? Pitchuma. Then they should suffix oral. Va oral eno oichel loy pitchuma v'loy b'kachim. 
Okay, we're going to hold it over here. That's Ayin Beis Amad Aleph. Ayin Beis Amad Beis. Either we could figure out a way to do it before Yamtif or maybe Thursday night. Okay? Thank you very much, everyone. Shkayach. Bracha Oh, everyone is cordially invited tonight to Simchas Beis HaShoeva and a shir in our sukkah and a fleisha gasuda, lekavet hashana rabba, um, at eight forty. Everyone's cordially invited. Um, hope to see everybody. Uh, have a wonderful day. Shkayach. Yes. Well, good. <laughs> You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.